0: Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner.
1: This is episode number 459 with S.D. Rappaport, the power of your other hand. Hi, everybody. I'm Sandy Weiner, and welcome back to Last First Date Radio, where we believe a woman of value naturally attracts respect in life and love. And if you want to feel more valued and increase your confidence and show up more authentically in your life, I wrote a book just for you, and it's called Becoming a Woman of Value, How to Thrive in Life and Love. It's filled with interviews that I've had on the podcast, stories from clients, And each chapter includes a tip and an exercise to help you step more fully into your value. It's available on Amazon for Kindle or paperback. And every week I share a tip from the book. This week's tip is step 21. And the tip is your past doesn't limit you we often feel that we have limitations because of the way we were brought up, because of our past. And I just want you to know that we always have a chance and a choice to move forward and to unravel the past and find out how to do better in the present and the future. So I invite you to really look at every time you say, well, it's just the way it is, or I was brought up this way and that's why I am this way to challenge your thinking and really look at what can I do differently, even though I've been brought up this way. And before I bring Estee on, I invite you to join our Facebook group. It's called Your Last First Date. And if you are looking to grow and learn and develop your relationship skills, I invite you to join us there. We are a safe space to really explore who you are in dating and relationships. And it's not a place to whine and vent and and complain because that's really what most groups do. So join us at your last first date. My guest today is Estee Rappaport. She's a relationship photographer and the host of the Life Picks Relationships podcast. She utilizes her experience and expertise working with individuals, couples, and experts in the field on her mission to help as many people as possible overcome challenges and live their best life. Welcome to the show, SD.
0: Thank you so much, Sandy. I am super excited to speak with you. I really appreciate you having me. My
1: pleasure. So this is an interesting topic, Um, but but before we get into what the power of your other hand means and why we're talking about it today, if you can share a little bit about your background, you're very young and you're in this field, so tell us like what what led you to becoming a relationship photographer and having this podcast you're only 22 years old like at 22 i didn't even know i had relationship
0: issues <laughs> so tell us about you sure so i always knew i wanted to be a photographer probably since i was like 12 i got paid for it in college i rented a studio and had people like do photo shoots there and as I f- like was doing more and more photo shoots, I realized that my favorite part of the photo shoots was seeing the emotion, seeing the connection, the l- aliveness that comes out in pictures. And the place you see that most is in, intimate relationships. And so I was like, okay, I am going to specialize in that. Now everybody thought I was crazy. Like who's going to want to take pictures by you. And like, why should someone want to spend so much money on that? I was like, the people that are going to going to want those pictures are going to want me because I'm going to have all the experience in that. And so I did that. And what we would do is we would take their favorite picture and hang it up on the wall, like a vision board. Now, vision boards are really cool. I think they really set your mind in the right direction, but when you're having that problem, when there's a fight, when something's going on, it's not going to solve it for you. So I was like, okay, what else can I do to help the couples that are coming to me without having to go back to school? Because I was just totally done with that. So one day we had this lady who needed to play stage, She ended up staying by us and she this thing called creative journal expressive arts and she's like telling me about it that like you write with your other hand then like you get all the answers that you're looking for and if you're confused and you're not sure what to do or whatever it is you just journal with your other hand and then you'll just figure it out i was like okay this sounds cool i need to know more about this and so i went to do some sessions with her now she did like, if you lived far away from her, she would do it over zoom, even though it was like way before um, Corona. Um, But that's how she would do it. And I was like, no, I need to get the real stuff here. And I would drive two hours each way to her house to go and do it in person. And it was amazing to see what happened. Like from the first session there, like I just sat there crying. I was like, I don't cry. Like, why am I just like crying and crying here? And I really learned so much about myself, was able to figure things out, reorganize my life. And like, it really changed a lot for me. So I was like, okay, so now we're going to get trained in it. And I went to get trained in it. And then I mixed it together with the photography. So now what we do is we have um, a few sessions before the photo shoot of like what they want their relationship to look like the photo shoot. And then afterwards, how they can actually go and get the relationship. Now they're learning tools, they're learning skills that they can go and apply anytime afterwards they have a relationship issue, or they even just want to make the relationship better, even if it's going great or anything else is happening. Now, the cool thing about this is I don't have to know what they are writing, what they are doing. I don't have to be the expert. I don't have to like have like a marriage license, uh, like a therapy license of some sort or something like that, because it's all for them. If they want to share with me, they're welcome. But many of them don't, as long as you get the skills, you can go into yourself. So for a lot of people who are really scared to go to therapy because they don't want to be vulnerable or they're like, they're scared of the judgment or stuff like that. This thing is really helpful. A great place to start because as long as you have your notebook safe with you, no one else sees it. You'll be able to go and do something with it. Cool.
1: So uh, tell us how it works. So the science? <laughs> yeah, let tell us the science and then and then we'll do, we can practice it. I'm happy to be your guinea pig here.
0: <laughs> not guinea pig, it's a model because <laughs> right. we're not just testing out here, but yeah. Right, right. Okay, so the way it works is your dominant hand, okay? Now I'm not using right hand and left hand for a reason, even though most hand, people are righties because it's your dominant hand, okay? The hand just for... People who use both hands. What we're talking about here, the dominant hand is for people, it's the hand they usually use to write with. Okay. So the hand that you use to write with, your dominant hand holds your consciousness, right? That's what you think about when you are writing an essay, when you're writing a report, when you're thinking about what you're doing. You're doing that with your dominant hand. Your non dominant hand is in charge of your subconscious. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, whenever we write with our non dominant hand, we don't think because we want to enter the subconscious without all our previous thoughts of what happened, because these in our limbic system, in our brain, we store all our memories are connected to emotions. We store a lot of self-conscious things there, um, subconscious things. We saw a lot, a lot of stuff are stored there that we have a very hard time accessing. Why? Because We read so much, people talk to us, social media, things that we learned in school, all those things, every time we learn something else, someone else says something else, puts another wall up in front of us, in front of those like neuro connections, in front of us trying to go and access those emotions, those memories, those thoughts, that knowledge that we have there in the limbic system. Now, when we go with our non-dominant hand, it's like going through the back door. We don't have to go through all the walls. We go directly to it. Directly without thinking and just accessing the knowledge that is in there. Does that make sense?
1: It does. Yeah. So um, no, I'm a big believer in um accessing the subconscious because the conscious is we're always arguing with ourselves, you know, and overriding our intuition by saying, Well, but it's not that important. Well, but you know, it's scary, so I'm not going to do it. And so it's the ability to access what's, what's real and what's true for us. And we often really resist that. So that's why like in, in therapy or in coaching, a lot of times people will say, intellectually, I understand it. Like I get, I get why I'm stuck. I get why I keep repeating these patterns. I just can't break the pattern. And so anything that can help you access that, that beyond the wall, beyond that wall of your consciousness, is really helpful so tell us tell us more
0: yeah so maybe the best thing would be is for people to try it um i'll give you a simple example just for people there's like a million different ways once you understand this concept you could literally go and apply in so many things but i like this exercise first because it could be used for whatever stage you're at whatever thing is going on so what you'd want to do is with your non-dominant hand draw a picture it doesn't have to be pretty because it's not hanging going up in your living room it is just for this process it could be stick figures of any sort of challenging situation so whether it's like something that you had with your partner or something that like you planning on going on a date with someone or a job change Any it could be something small like I'm having I couldn't fall asleep last night and it could be something bigger like I don't know what I'm going to do. How I'm going to make ends meet this month, whatever it is, just draw a little diagram, a little picture of what that is. Got it. Perfect. Okay. Now what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to have best. If you have like two markers, um, two pens is also fine. If not, one will work. But the point is that you're having a dialogue between your two hands, which is mm-hmm. really between the conscious and the subconscious. Now, whenever you are thinking logically, whenever mm-hmm. you are thinking Consciously, you are writing with your dominant hand. So the questions are going to be thinking logically with your dominant hand. You're going to be answering the questions without thinking. Remember, we don't want to put our pre thinking things in front of there and just write. Okay, I'll start off by giving you some questions. And if you have more questions afterwards, go right ahead and continue the dialogue. So it goes question, answer, question, answer, right? We're going back and forth between both parts. So the first question you want to write is, who are you? You're talking to the picture. Who are you? Write the question down on your paper so you access that logic part. Who are you, right? Because we don't want to use, we want to go back and forth between both parts of our brain. Who are you? And then answer the question, whatever it is, me eating pizza or angry wind or whatever the picture tells you, don't think about it. Just write. Your next question would be is how do you feel? And answer the question. I feel angry, happy, sad, frustrated, joyful, excited, nervous, whatever other words come out of your brain without you thinking about it. Now if you can't think of something, then what I suggest you do is repeat the question in the answer. So let's say how do you feel? I feel, and then write the answer because that way you're starting to get that side of your brain turning and you'll come up with the answer afterwards. So it was, who are you? How do you feel? Next question is, why do you feel this way? Again, you're talking to the picture. Why do you feel frustrated? Why do you feel happy? Why do you feel like no one cares about you? Why do you feel abandoned? Whatever it is, why do you feel this way? And answer without thinking got it got it amazing okay now the last question i have for you and then you can continue if you have more after is what can i do to help you because we first started by understanding what is going on here why we feel this way but we don't want to be stuck here we want to move on and really solve the problem so what can i do to help you helps us go in that direction okay okay now if you have more questions Um, you could go ahead and ask ask more questions and write those answers.
1: Um, So let me ask you a question. The picture I drew was -hmm. of a situation. Okay. The questions, are the questions related to that specific picture? Because that's how I saw it. But is that related? So Because I'm a little confused about how the questions relate to the picture I drew with my non-dominant hand.
0: Let's say the first question was, who are you? You're talking to the situation. Who are are you in the situation? Now, that could either be you in the situation or it could be the situation. Sometimes it depends what you want to try to understand. If it was, let's say you had an argument with someone, I'm just like saying for an example, then you might want to understand the other person. So it might be the other person. It's whatever you want to understand.
1: okay. Got it. That's how I did it. And uh, great. Okay. I'd love to hear what you wrote. I wrote about a situation with my daughter. Um, We have a repeated issue. She's living with me during Corona and um, I struggle with her reactivity. So we've had some heart to heart conversations. I thought things were changing. And then last night I came home after being out all day and the reactivity just continues. So the picture is just mouth with lots of lines coming out. And who are you angry? Um, How do you feel unvalued? Why do you feel this way? Because of reactivity. How can I, what can I do to help you be kind?
0: Be kind. Okay. Now, before I continue, I just want to say that the first time you do this, you probably won't get some like major breakthroughs and answers and stuff like that, because Mm -hmm. just like a stranger, when you meet them for the first time, you don't tell them like your deepest, darkest secrets. Your body has to feel that this new thing that you're doing is safe and it's okay. And you're not gonna, it's gonna go and tell you something about how it feels or what you should do. And then you're not going to listen to it there's no trust going on there so if you try this again tomorrow or in a few days time and you keep on doing it you'll see that there's like layers and layers and layers and you get deeper and deeper to really go and figure out like how do you want to be kind but even now if you would want, you could continue journaling okay so be kind so how to be kind be kind to myself be kind to my daughter what should i do how does that play out anything else, like you could go on and write like seven pages if you want, obviously it depends however you feel and really, really go and get the answer that you're looking for.
1: Interesting. So writing the questions with your dominant hand and your non-dominant hand answers.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. So I can see where the first answers are probably still very dominant hand related (laughs) because we are, it's hard to start going under the layers and um, but what happens if somebody is um, ambidextrous, like they they have two dominant hands?
0: Yes, that's why I said in the beginning, it's the hand that you write with. Because most people, even when they use both hands for all different things, usually they have a hand that is that that they write. They tend to write with. If not, then you use your left hand. Like if you write with both hands and you use your left hand, um, simply because the subconscious doesn't think logically like it doesn't think in words it thinks like more in pictures um so art is really good for it so anything with art you're also getting into that that's why we do a lot of art things with our non-dominant hand also mm-hmm. um but together with your it works in conjunction with the right side of your brain more science to it right the right side of the brain is in charge of of emotions also also in charge of um not fully but like in general um, and it starts with creativity, so those people would use their left hands. But but if you write with only one, even if you use both, make sure to write with use the other one. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You just said left hand. <laughs> um, you know, How's it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a daughter who's a lefty. Actually, this daughter who I'm talking about, and when she was going for her kindergarten interview, she. The, the interview was terrible. So she had already been through a year of kindergarten. She she has um, a, a birthday kind of on the cusp. And so we put her through a year of kindergarten because she missed the deadline for this uh, Jewish day school that she was gonna go to. So she goes for the interview and, and the woman is asking her all these questions, but the main thing was she kept asking her to change hands because she saw her drawing pictures with her left hand and. And she kept saying, Are you sure you want to use that hand? Do you want to try the other hand? And I was like, what century are we living in that you're uncomfortable with her using her dominant hand? And there were so many things like that where I, I mean, I just was so triggered. I was sitting there with her and and she's like, you need to cooperate. You're not cooperating. And if you don't cooperate, you won't go to kindergarten. She's like, I'm already in kindergarten. Like
0: I don't need <laughs> she's too smart for her. <laughs> right?
1: but that's how so many people think it's this rigid you know if you're writing with this hand you must be wrong so it just but in terms of the art and creativity so i'm, I'm an artist and i've it's talked your before. background <laughs> yeah that's all my work and when i started coaching i used to do these workshops that were called process painting workshops and they were not non-dominant hand they were more about letting a person really sink into their center at with through a guided meditation and then putting on meditative music and having them paint for an hour and a half. And what, cause it wasn't like, oh, this, you have to draw the way this looks and you're judged for it. It was a way to let go. And people were having these incredible breakthroughs of what they were discovering about themselves. Like one woman was going through menopause and was just like, Crying about the loss of of her, her ability to have more children, and and all the hormones that were going through her body, like all this stuff was released. And one woman had this awareness that she needed to leave her job. All of her all of her paintings were her in nature, like on a kayak, and she was working in Wall Street in the most you know urban horrible environment for her. And she ended up quitting and starting her own business. So it's like so many things can work in your favor. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Music Unlimited. Whenever I cook, I love listening to music from the 70s, like the Grateful Dead and Crosby, Stills and Nash, and my favorite Joni Mitchell. With Amazon Music Unlimited, I can listen to over 70 million songs and thousands of playlists and stations. And you can now stream your favorite podcasts like Last First Date Radio. You can listen to any song, anytime, anywhere, on any device. Now for a limited time, you can get Amazon Music Unlimited for free for 90 days. Just head on over to get amazonmusic.com forward slash last first date to claim this offer.
0: Yeah. Painting is such a good way to like release emotion and just, Like get into that place like some people who aren't ready to go into their non-dominant hand because it's scary and it's like I'm gonna write like a kid and yeah we have to go through all those fears and work through that but sometimes I tell them to just start painting like you said meditative meditative kind of state of just painting what they want and that's why we call it expressive arts because it's not art with a capital A um, but we do also do a lot of things afterwards with their non-dominant hand and just like painting and then really get into the emotions. and we take it even further afterwards but they finish their painting they do what they want and then they ask questions just like you did here in this journal to really understand that painting like If let's say that person who left her job, so let's say she wanted to understand why, why she needs to leave the job or what type of job should I be looking for? So now I quitted my job, but what am I looking for now? A lot of times they'll be like hidden in the painting that you're doing and you could get those answers that way. Mm
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that. And um, what I would do at the end was have everybody spread their paintings and we do it in a group. I've done it with one-on-one too, but I'd have people stand in front of the painting that drew them in and tell the why, what about this painting evoked an emotion and go into that. So it's it's similar. Uh, I have another exercise that I love, which is to paint and then rip up your painting And then recreate. Do you ever do that?
0: Yes. Of course we do it with our non-dominant hand and we paint that same sort of thing.
1: That's so cool. And I think because people get very attached to um, what they're creating. And when you realize that in the destruction and the recreation, you take the pieces like I've done it in groups where groups have created something beautiful out of all the pieces together and it's it just becomes a way of realizing you can let go of you know holding on to things, and it's just so much that's possible when you get outside of your logical left left side of your brain and get into the right side. So I, I totally. Totally geek out on this stuff too.
0: <laughs> yeah, we do like so many things. We do also like with clay, um, different like meditative type of things, either both hands or their non dominant hand. And then also the process of breaking it up, or sometimes like if we use earth clay, then like we'll put it outside to like this disintegrate into the ground or mm. like collages, vision boards that we journal about them afterwards. Like I was telling you before, the pictures that we use and the photo shoots, which anyone could do at home. Like if you want, like either if you have a vision board, if you want like a certain relationship, you want it to look a certain way, you could like choose a picture that you have that really represents that. And you like, I wish I had more of that. That was such a good memory. Then journal about it. Ask questions just like we did before and like find out more how you could go and do that.
1: Cool. So let's talk about the application and relationships. You mentioned like having that picture and doing a vision board. And when you're fighting, you can go back to a happy memory. How can we use this technique to improve communication?
0: Yeah. Communication is such a big one. So part of it is that our subconscious mind, there are all connected. We have the collective unconscious, right? And what you could do is when you know that is you could journal for another per like to understand another person for so-called like you're having a conversation with another person so let's say you have to have this really difficult conversation with your partner with someone and you're like I don't know what's gonna happen here like it's just gonna blow up we're getting to fight I know from the previous times every time we do this after three seconds it just stops and like he storms out or she just quits or whatever it is right then you could try this take a blank piece of paper, right? We also don't like lines because we're not trying to fit people in like boxes, right? Whatever you want. There's no rules, no judgment. And again, you're taking two markers or two crayons and you're going to have a conversation. Now, this time you are going to be your dominant hand because you're thinking logically, you know what you want to say, you know what you want to find out. And you're thinking logically with your dominant hand. Now with your non-dominant hand, you're going to talk for the other person. Now you're not thinking, you're just having this dialogue. You're asking questions, you're saying what you want to say, you're trying to hear what they want to say as if you're having a real conversation, you're just doing it on paper. Now obviously the words won't be exactly word for word of what they would say, but you would the message that is coming through will come through of what that person is really really l- looking for and and, and wants and you'll be able to understand them. So that way when you go to the real conversation. You're not like this person's going to attack me. You know how to talk to them in a way that they want to hear that they'll give you what you want. And you could really go and have
1: a healthy conversation together. Mm, I love that. We often, I mean, often I would say almost always see the world only through our lens. And when you can see from another person's perspective, it shifts the relationship. It adds compassion and value. And um, yeah, I, 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 love this. I think it's, it's such an interesting tool. I had never thought of having a conversation that way. I've done work with a coach, with a relationship coach around my relationship with my daughter many years ago. And I drew a triangle, like an invisible triangle on the ground, on the floor. And one end of the triangle, one, one, uh, angle was me, one was her, and the third point was our relationship. And I stood in each point and saw it from each perspective. How could I see it from the perspective of her eyes? How could I see it from my eyes? And how could I see it from the relationship itself? And who do we both become? And it's so helpful to to use different tools to really gain perspective and not just be like, oh, you're obviously wrong and I'm right. So (laughs) that's where people get stuck.
0: Yeah, I like that so much because, like, we do um, something called also voice dialogue. It's a little bit different method, but we bring it in also into Creative Journal Expressive Arts where you see the different parts of yourself, right? So you have your protective parent, you have your nurturing parent, your inner child, your angry child, like all those parts. And like, we have all these voices going on in our brain. And one way is to go and journal about it. But another way is to really, like you said, stand in those positions of where you feel feel that is and have that conversation. So you could really figure out that part between like between you. So now I'm going to start doing this also. And I always did it like with people, like with themselves, their parts within themselves, but I think now I'm going to start doing that. What like you just said, like w- stand in different places for different people.
1: Mm. And I'm going to start journaling. <laughs> so Esty, this is just so interesting. I, I, I love that, you know, all this at such a young age, because it's going to bode well for your future relationship. And, and um, you know, and it's, I think it's just so helpful to have tools in your toolbox, you know, and to preempt any problems from happening, because if I had known na- then what I know now, I would have communicated very differently with my spouse, I would have had very different relationship with my children. And I think just having this kind of compassionate communication, where we access the subconscious is just so crucial. So as a final question, um, what advice do you have for anyone who wants to go on their last first date?
0: (laughs) I think that I'm going to go with this of the journaling that you really want to go and First of all, know what you really want. What are you really looking for on this last first date? Now, so many people like they say certain things and they know certain things, and then like cause they want a million things, and then it's like there's no one like that in this world. <laughs> and if you try doing that with your non dominant hand, um, get really clear what does your soul want? What does your subconscious know you need? You could get really clear what type of person you are looking for. And then Before you go on that date, you want to journal about how that date is going to go, what you're going to do, you could visualize the success of the date, you could visualize um, what you're going to do and really journal about it so that way you can really go and happen.
1: Cool. So you're saying journal about it before?
0: Yeah. You could journal about it before, just like the conversation that you have, you could journal like that is happening before. Same thing. You could journal about the conversation about your date before, and you could also journal, journal about it before in, um, like the language as if it happened afterwards. So Mm. I had this, whatever we had, we had this great conversation. It was so good to do this or whatever else you want to happen on that first date.
1: Yeah. Cool. I like it. And I'm imagining you could also journal afterwards and sure, you know, how are you feeling <laughs> journal every crazy, day? Right? <laughs> journal, express, use dominant hands. <laughs> um, awesome. So um, SD, tell us how we can find you. I know you have a podcast and a website, and TikTok and tell our audience how they can reach you.
0: Yeah. All of that would be life picks relationships. The easiest thing to remember the podcast, the website, TikTok. all of that. Just go to life picks relationships and you'll get all information there.
1: Awesome. Well, I really enjoyed this conversation and I I know that with your knowledge, you will find a good partner for you because you have clarity and focus.
0: Oh, thank you so much. It was so much fun talking to you. Same
1: here. And, uh, Thanks everybody for listening. If you love our show, please rate and review us. Always helps. And we hope you go on your last first date very soon.